I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 167 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I I feel like I can breathe. I feel like I can relax after the longest fucking week ever. Uh, uh, we are recording this on Sunday, the, what is it, the 8th of November? Yeah. Uh Fuck yeah. President-elect Joe Biden. Joe. I was so excited. I taught my niece how to say Joe. I would point at the TV and I'd be like, Joe. And she was like, Joe. (laughs) Hannah, my little sister, loves to, like, whenever I call, she always says, go Joe. (laughs) I love Hannah. How's she doing? She's good. She, uh, my dad sent me pictures. Apparently she was watching uh, Biden and Harris's speeches and clapping and cheering. Oh, that's beautiful. She's a very good audience member. She likes to clap and cheer. And that's fantastic. It was very funny because like my parents have like no shame in teaching her sit. So like when I called after they had announced it, uh Hannah was singing Hit the Road Trump. <laughs> I it was really it was so cool here. I mean, it's been it was such a like uh we I mean, I'll have to walk you through my experience, which is like Tuesday night like just like and and I knew like I knew this would happen which is because you know in some of these states the Republican legislators had refused to let them start counting mail-in votes I knew that the early numbers would look red but it was still like just so panic inducing uh Wednesday like I hadn't gotten any sleep I was like like I hold all my anxiety in my stomach like anytime I get like really anxious, I get nauseous. So Wednesday I called out from work and oh, just wow. like stayed home all day and was fucking miserable, refreshing and refreshing, even though there was like no fucking news. And it made these bouts of being really optimistic because like, you know, things were saying that everything, you know, that things look good. And like the, the, when you looked at the actual numbers, like the outstanding ballots, like especially like since so many of them were in Philly and areas that are very, very blue, but I think partially because nothing good has happened this year. Like I'd be happy for a couple hours and then I'd start to get really anxious and nervous again, especially like the longer and longer it took them to call it. So there was more like time for like Trump to lie about shit. 
but and then when they finally called it yesterday I go I go outside because I live I live in Brooklyn for those who don't know and like I walked like one block up is is a fairly major road and like the cars honking and the people out on the street like banging pots and pans and like just everybody like calling out to each other oh that's beautiful and I was like on the phone with my parents and my older brother and his wife and it was just like it was a sigh of relief (laughs) That is, yeah, my experience was a, a little different than yours. Um, I I started watching Tuesday night. Um, I remember that night I had a nightmare that just everything went red. Mm. Like, I was just like, in California. I remember like crying to my mom in the dream, like, California's a red. <laughs> Which is very impossible. But yeah, then I swear, like, I was attached to CNN, like, all all day. You know, I would go on the treadmill with my iPad and watch it. You know, I would lay down. I would paint my nails and watch it. Like, I would, you know, when I drove over here to Carlos's, I would ask for updates. Like, I was so invested in this. Like, I was invested in the numbers. I was invested in, you know, the calculations. You know, like, I was excited for the fact that, you know, Pennsylvania and Georgia might be a thing. And then when they actually became a thing, I was, I I woke up, I think it was like Friday morning at 4 a.m. to see that we got Georgia and 8 a.m. Pennsylvania or the other way around. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I woke up yesterday morning right when it happened. And it was just, I think I, I woke up Carlos and I'm like, we got Joe. We got Joe. And like, I think, I think both of their speeches last night were really good. Um, you know, like, and you know, like, look, neither, neither Harris or Biden are, are left enough for me. And there's a long battle ahead with pushing for that. And and we got to, you know, all eyes now are on whether we can win those two Georgia Senate seats and actually get something done and get fucking Mitch McConnell the fuck out as majority leader. Like, but it, like, at least there's this. Like, at least I like, look, there have been plenty of presidents who I've very much not liked in my lifetime. But there's never like been a president who I thought was like a threat to democracy before, and who like like giving speeches like inciting violence amongst his followers like that's not something I've felt in my lifetime, and so like that's a big difference. Yeah, like it just nothing was uniting us. And now finally, you know, we have that little hope, you know, you you saw little Joe running on the stage. And, you know, that's how I felt, you know, when I found out that he won all of these states, you know, in the Electoral College, like I wanted to run like he did, like, I want to have like a shit ton of ice cream like he probably (laughs) has, you know, like, it's, it's so nice to know that the good person has won and that you know we're gonna get a lot of you know positivity it's gonna be a long road but it's nice it's comforting it's wonderful seeing all the reactions from everyone the speeches were great 
it was a moment in history and I'm glad that I was here to witness it all and to follow it, even though how, you know, stressful it was. It was an interesting ride and, you know, it's going to be in the history books one day and it's going to be cool to know that, you know, we were there, we witnessed this, we conquered, we we did all the things we were supposed to do. We all voted, we all, you know, waited for the results patiently and yeah. Yeah. And like I said, like, like, I know, I know this is only the beginning of the fight. And I know, like, those those people are still there. Like, they're all still there who voted for him. And most of the people in Congress and Senate who enabled him all these years are still there. But, you know, for the next for the next couple days, like, I'm just going to be like, like, it's okay to like, take a couple days to be like, this is good. Like you can do both. You can know that that Joe's not perfect, and there's going to be a lot of things if you're on the left that you're going to have to push him on. But you can still like take some time to be like, no, this is good, and this is something we can celebrate. Like, yeah, like it doesn't fix all the world problem instantly, but it's still okay to be like, no, this is this is awesome, and it's okay to feel good about it. Yeah, but most importantly, there are going to be dogs in the White House again. <gasps> Major is his dog's name, right? Major and Champ. Okay, I haven't seen pictures of Champ. I know Champ Ma- is the newest. Member okay, of the is family. Champ also a rescue dog? I know Major is a rescue dog. Yeah, and is huge. Yeah, he's a bear. He has a big, beautiful dog. I love doggos so much, and the fact that um, Biden has rescue dogs makes me very, very happy. Because frankly, dogs in the White uh, House. Yeah, I feel like those are the only dogs that people should have, but. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, I'm very pleased. And there's, there's going to be a, a woman and not only a woman, but a woman of, of, of color as vice president. And like, that's really fucking cool. Like, look again, like somebody who is not nearly uh, left is enough for my taste, but still yeah. fucking awesome. And again, like, I'd rather fight somebody who is like, you know, like mostly aligned with me than somebody who is totally on the opposite side of me. And the f- oh, the fact that not only a woman, but a woman of color is replacing Mike Pence. It's just fucking beautiful because fuck that guy forever. He is an evil piece of shit. I don't even call him by his name. His name is Michael Pencil. That's (laughs) what I call him. I think I maybe hate him even more than I hate Trump. It's all just a joke. I mean, I mean, part part of that is is being from Indiana and the like. shit that that country i mean that state has gone through in terms of like i mean economically and socially and you know he oversaw as governor an hiv pandemic because he i mean first of all absolutely does not care about um queer people but mostly it was actually uh drug use because he shut down needle exchange programs because he is a vile human being and I don't know. I'm just, I'm happy. And I I mean, God knows what's going to happen in the next two months. Like that's something to be very worried about, but president elect Joe Biden uh, sounds pretty good right now. It's very nice. Husband of Jill. 
husband of Dr. Biden. Just everything about it is just perfection, close to perfection. You know, just it's good. It just it's it's good. It's fresh. It's what we need, especially the dogs. It's what we need. (laughs) In not good news, because it is 2020 and we can't like. Alex Trebek passed away this morning. Um, obviously, like we've known for a while that he had pancreatic cancer, and that is um, generally very rapid progression, and 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 I know has a very high mortality rate, but it still really hurt reading that this morning. Like, um. I, I grew up with Jeopardy. Um, it was it was on our house like you know five days a week after dinner. Jeopardy was on. Like you watch the news and then you watch Jeopardy. That's just like like my entire like life growing up. Because um, Alex started hosting it, um, you know, when I was less than a year old, and so he's just he's like. <laughs> one of those like cultural touchstones who it sounds dumb to say, but I just expected him to always be there. Like you turn on the TV at, you know, whatever time Jeopardy airs in your area, like generally, you know, like the weeks, you know, between sometime between six and eight o'clock on whatever, you know, syndication he's on where you are. Like there's, there's Alex Trebek being, being smart and funny and occasionally like rolling his eyes at how stupid the contestants are. But just being awesome and by all accounts also being like a really good guy. And this one, this one hurt. Did you, did you watch much Jeopardy in your family? Uh, not really. We would watch it sometimes. Like my parents enjoy the background noise from TV you know, and sometimes it would be Jeopardy, and unfortunately, sometimes it would be Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and I would really enjoy the times that we would get Alex on our TV. Just such a kind, wonderful man. You know, I enjoyed watching it. Um, Carlos and his family, like, love Jeopardy. Like, they have, like, the little calendar um, where it just it's all Jeopardy things or something. And they're really big into it. And it's it's definitely hard. I remember one year for Christmas, um, I believe it was my dad who gave my mom these, um, like Jeopardy, like, like handsets. So there were, there was two of them. And so you could like watch the episode and like, you could like bet, like, and you could like hit the money for the questions. You could like play against somebody else and it would, you know, it had all the number amounts on it. And then you'd hit whether you were right or wrong in your answer. And you could like ring in before the other person because they were connected, but yeah that one that one's rough like even though I knew it was coming again it's sort of like just like somebody who's been around your entire life it's weird like yeah it's exactly how you said you know you just thought that he would be there forever so it just sucks that he's not anymore but you know it's wonderful that he's no longer in any pain and that but still it it sucks like he was still he was 
you know, still filming and still working like such a dedicated man. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing that was cool, um, like because you know they had they had come out and made public statements and stuff. I did love seeing, and in the past few months, like how many Jeopardy contestants have like like said stuff to him on the show. Like there was the one who, when he uh, on Final Jeopardy, when he didn't know the answer, he just wrote in, "We love you, Alex." Oh, that's my favorite one. And and the guy from recently who who said that he um had like learned English like sitting on his grandfather's lap watching Jeopardy and and just seeing you know seeing Alex's reaction to that was really beautiful and uh yeah so that that was that was a big bummer yeah that is definitely an irreplaceable man right there um yeah. Um Should should we talk about Star Wars? <laughs> I know I don't know how to make that transition like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, everything that happens around us is influenced, you know, Star Wars is influenced by it. So I definitely think in the next, you know, couple of years we're going to get, you know, just stories and that are inspired by you know everything that's happening now and you know we're going to be able to resonate and you know connect with that and be like yeah that's shit so and it's good to talk about these things yeah yeah um well yeah there's some star wars news um well first off you know i i got an email this morning about the Star Wars Celebration Store and you and I were talking about, you know, whether or not we should talk about it because, you know, we're not sponsored by Star Wars Celebration, but I saw some very interesting things that I think we need to discuss. Uh, okay. One of those. Yeah. I'm annoyed because I still haven't gotten my fucking email from them. That's annoying. I mean, I know it doesn't open for a couple of days, but that is it does annoy me. Anyway, yeah, there's a bunch of new stuff up. It'll be if you bought tickets for celebration, like you'll get first dibs. It'll be and then like a week later, it'll open for everybody. No, I I, I can see the products and stuff. I just don't have like the oh yeah. All right. So what has caught your eye? Well, one of the first things that caught my eye, I didn't know it was a Star Wars a celebration exclusive until I looked down, and it is the fifteen e. 15 inch stylized rule plush of Yoda and it's this big <laughs> bean thing that just looks completely ridiculous and I don't care I want it I of course you I do. need it like it just it's so weird looking I have a porg just like it and it just it's so weird but just the fact that it's Yoda and it has a little like gray hairs by the ear and it's just it's stupid and beautiful and I need it I think the Chewbacca one is kind of cute. I think the Yoda one is creepy. Yeah, I know. Because I saw the Chewbacca one. I'm like, wait a second. Because I saw our friend Rick tweeting about it the other day. And I was just completely mesmerized by it. Yeah, the Chewbacca one is pretty cute, too. <laughs> the 3PO one is fucking weird. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like the 3PO one either. It just doesn't. Maybe because 3PO isn't like inherently cute. But I like Chewbacca and his little fangs. 
Yeah. I I see a lot of cool spirit jerseys. I mean, I say that while looking at the not very attractive uh, Dark Vader one. Um, so yeah, if you're into spirit jerseys like me, I definitely recommend, you know, looking at some of the Star Wars Celebration exclusives. Uh, another thing that caught my eye was you can purchase the egg. That's pretty cool. Where is that? Um, Let me find it. Near the very bottom. Egg. You can open it up. I cannot confirm if there is yellow goo inside of it, but or yellow honey or goo or whatever it was, but you can open it up. You can put whatever you want in there. It could be all yours for $30. Okay, now I see it. You know what they should have done? What? Cadbury cream egg eggs. Ooh. That would have been an amazing tie-in. Yeah. Let's see what else they have. They have a sunshade. Um, I have a funny story about a sunshade. Okay. <laughs> Carlos is laughing at me as I say this. Um, I remember... Many, many years ago, I was, I was I was dating someone and it was, you know, first Christmas and like I go all out on, on Christmas presents. Like I got like a beer making kit. Like I made him one of those like tie up like blankets. I was like so proud of myself because I'm like, wow, like I feel like such an adult. You know, I, I thought about gifts. I made something. I put my heart into a gift. This is fantastic. And all he gets me is his Star Wars sunshade because I had just got my <laughs> license. And he's like, oh, yeah, you could use it for your car. <laughs> I was like, fuck. But yeah, it's my what's terrible the, sunshade What's the saying? Story. It's better to give than to receive a shitty sunshade. <laughs> That's the saying, right? I think so. <laughs> but yeah, every time I see Star Wars sunshades, I think of that. I think of how I chucked that thing up in my garage and somehow it ended up in one of the cars. And I'm just like, get this thing away from me. <laughs> um, if it were not $80, I like the Hoth Adat snow globe. I think that's a cute idea, but not an $80 cute idea. Yeah. I like the spirit jerseys, but the problem with spirit jerseys is that they're very expensive and I don't need them, even though like I'm scrolling and I see a lot of them. Um, the child backpack is kind of cute, but like I don't need a backpack. The child ears are cute, but I have ears already, <laughs> so yeah. I don't need those. I'm, I like – there's a couple of the pins. I'm not – like this isn't my favorite style of pin, like the weird – like the, you know, they're sort of like the bust – but in pin form. The annoying thing is there's a couple of them that I want that only either come in a set like the Lando one and I'm not, you know, they're not in a set where I like everybody or they're only available in the like random grab bag ones where you have like a one in 12 chance of getting the one you actually want. Like that's where the armorer is and that's where Wicket is. And if I could just buy those individually, I would, but I don't want to go for the armorer and instead get it fucking like clone trooper or whoever the fuck. Yeah. Ugh, I see this beautiful alphabet 
blanket that is adorable and it reminds me of one that I had as a kid and like I don't need it because like I don't have kids but it's $80 and I it's adorable and god damn it I'm actually see things here that I think are cute the um Quackian monkey lizard uh see no evil hear no evil speak no evil is pretty cute Oh yeah, I can see Claire getting some of those. Um, Job of the Hut pin, more spirit jerseys, stainless steel water bottles. The um, uh, the the suction cup Minox pretty cute too. Oh yeah, that is cute. Oh, there's also a little R two D two roll. I didn't see that before. <laughs> I won all the rolls. Oh yeah, the snow globe is pretty cute. Oh, you, there's also the Star Wars alphabet in pajamas, but I'm not spending $45 on pajamas. Yeah, that's the problem. Oh my gosh, a Bespin Mining Cloud Car phone holder. Oh, I thought those were speakers. That'd be cooler if it was speakers. Yeah, but. it's a little big for it. It's like a little bulky for a phone holder. Obviously, there's there's lots of Baby Yodas. There's like a Baby Yoda button-down shirt that's pretty cute. There's a Baby Yoda that looks like Baby Yoda is strapped to you with a Baby Bjorn. Oh, yeah. I like the Baby Yoda pin. I might get that. I might get the Baby Yoda pin and the Moff Gideon pin. I might just get everything. I don't know anymore. You know, this stuff is really cute. I'm I'm impressed. Like, you know, at first, you know, we were joking around about, nah, this isn't an ad, but goddamn, I think uh, uh, Lucasfilm, if you're listening. To- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, this is fun. I'm, I'm glad that they have a lot. They have, like, just a mixture of everything. Like, they have, like, a TIE Fighter duffel bag. They have the little, little bread animals. They have Mandalorian shirts. I always like the to see the button-down shirts to see how interesting those are. The Max Rebo concert shirt. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I you didn't see, see that. There's so much. Oh, yeah, there are the, um, the sneakers or, like, the Converse. They look like Converse. I think they had the Porg ones a couple, like, years ago. Those ones were cute. I never got those, though. Ooh, I did get a holiday porg where it has a Christmas hat and a scarf. I wish I had it right now to show you, but it's in my car. Aw. So I'm going to add that to the collection of many porgs. My table's so full of porgs. I just either need a bigger table or I I need to put shelving in to put them all somewhere because I, I just feel bad because sometimes you know you just put stuff on your table you know and just it piles up and then all the porgs are covered by the stuff on your table and it's like they're suffocating but then you remember there are stuffed animals they're not real and just <laughs> fucking problems man yeah well yeah maybe maybe I'll get something But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see next time we record if we bought anything. 
Uh, did you watch the trailer for the Lego holiday special? Yeah, it was cute. What'd you think? I really don't think I'm going to like it. Oh, but you're going to watch it though, right? I mean, yeah. But I feel like, like, the he, I mean, look, look, I'm, I mean, by the time this episode goes out, we'll be 37 years old. Um, this is not for me. But the humor just was like really missing. Like it just is like not my style. Yeah, it was it was a little rough and the story seems like it's going to be a little rough. I'm interested to see who are the voice actors in it. I can already recognize some Clone Wars actors. You know, I saw I heard like Dee Bradley Baker and Tom Kane and some other people and I'm interested to see like if they got any like actual actors back or well, not like uh, in the movies actors like everyone's an actor but just like in the in the movies yeah yeah no like I think it'll be like cute like there'll probably be some segments that are like fun but overall I'm sort of like nah sorry yeah. Chris Fresh Oh, Chris Fresh is going to love his little Legos show. He said he started to watch the trailer and then stopped because he didn't want spoilers. <laughs> he is just the most precious thing on this planet. This is the man who already has his Christmas tree up. Can't deal with it. Uh, wow, he actually, I was going to say he has me beat, but technically we have had ours up since March because uh, during uh, quarantine, my mom went to a garage sale and got like a big fake Christmas tree for like 20 bucks and it just, it's been up since then and I don't think we're ever going to take it down. So, it's just, it's normal. Do you have it? See, that's the thing is that it shouldn't be normal. The Christmas tree should be special. Well, it's special because it's the year round Christmas tree. That's not, then it's not special. It is because you would wake up and you would, you, you know, you'd watch the news, you know, everything's going fucking nuts, but there's a Christmas tree in your house. So everything's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't approve. I did buy an advent calendar the other day, but only because it was at Trader Joe's. And if I don't buy it now, it might be sold out. And it was like boozy chocolate advent calendar. And I'm like, well, if I it's not here next week, I'm going to be pissed. So I'll just buy it now and stick it in a drawer until December. Ooh, Peru would approve. I fucking, this is the one thing that I'm okay I'll come it out early, and that is Christmas candy. You want to give me Christmas candy on November 1st? That's fucking fine. Wow, I'm almost devastated I didn't send you any Christmas candy. Oh my god, I love Christmas candy. What's your favorite Christmas candy? I really like peppermint bark. Oh, that's good. Um, Cadbury for the past couple of years, you know, they used to, not the cream eggs, but the mini eggs that are just like the, the chocolate eggs in the, in the candy shell that they do mm. at Easter. They've started to do like Christmas and they're just like a little round green and red balls and as Cadbury mini eggs are my favorite candy in the entire world I like those a lot uh, I'll eat the fuck out of a Reese's misshapen blob of a Christmas tree 
Oh yeah. Uh, anything, anything like anything that combines chocolate and peppermint. I gotta find yeah. me some peppermint stick ice cream because that is the best ice cream. Yeah, I love the little cookies, the pre-made ones that you just put in the oven. They have like the Christmas trees on those and they're full of sugar and happiness and I can eat all of them in one sitting. Those ones are good. Um, I love anything just covered in chocolate and looking festive. Like I remember one year uh, we did a Secret Santa and our wonderful friend Jesse sent me some beautifully decorated pretzels with chocolate covered on them and in beautiful like just it looked like a Christmas present and it was chocolate and pretzels and it was so beautiful and so lovely and it tasted so good and oh man that was delicious just anything with chocolate chocolate covered pretzels are great chocolate and salt is so good I know fuck I'm hungry now but um, yeah. Um, what were we talking? About? Oh yeah, we we're talking about the Lego holiday special. Oh, I got my my Lego Sesame Street. Oh yeah, have you started putting it together yet or no? Not yet. Like I was gonna do the other day, and just like uh, my like I've just been like I can't concentrate. I haven't been able to concentrate on anything. But oh yeah, I might start it this afternoon because I do enjoy putting together some Legos. Yeah, me too. Legos are so fun. I know uh, it, it's rough this year because yes, this year's been a b- weird year. Usually, like I know exactly you know what to get Carlos, and I have like ideas written down or whatever. But you know, the, he he's been looking at Legos. Like he had a little like Lego book where they send you every you know like Christmas time of here are all the Legos that we are selling. And, you know, he looked at all the Legos and I was like, okay, Carlos, which Legos do you want? And he's like, I don't, I can't think of any of the Legos that I want. Like, there are no Legos here that are blowing my mind. And I'm like, well, dang it, because Legos are a really great gift to give a 27-year-old man because you can just put together the Legos. And I'm just trying to say Legos as many times in a sentence so that we can get certain listeners to stop listening to our, no. Um, But yeah, no, it's... uh, there's there's no winners out there. It's it's annoying. Yeah, I mean I my problem is that like I mean first of all they're fucking expensive, especially the licensed sets like Star Wars and and shit. Like I'd kind of kill for one of the like like big Jurassic Park sets, but they're expensive. The other thing is I don't really have room for it. Yeah. Like, I'll find a space for this Sesame Street set because it's fucking Sesame Street and I will fucking rearrange my entire bedroom if it means I can have a Sesame Street play set. But mostly I just like putting them together because it's sort of just like this zen. I say that. And then if I can't figure out the instruction, like if there's an instruction that I can't quite figure out within five seconds, I'm just sitting there like swearing my head off. It's the most annoying thing in the world, isn't it? Because it's like it should be something like nice and calm. It's like puzzles where like you can't find where something goes. And it's like there's like 85 blue pieces to go in this blue area. And you're like, what the fuck? Where does this go? And you think it goes somewhere, but it doesn't. And then it just it 
you, and you think you've tried it like every single combination and then suddenly you try it again and it fits and i'm like why didn't you fit five fucking minutes ago <sighs> but with the lego it's like i'll be looking at it and it'll be this thing where it's like very clear very easy instruction very clear very easy instruction very clear very easy instruction and suddenly the picture will be like they skipped 10 steps and i'm like wait but i can't see where that is and I can't figure out what that means. And you have a little arrow that's supposed to tell me what to do, but I can't figure out what it is that I'm supposed to do. But I don't want to swear in front of the Sesame Street puppets. I know, which hopefully they'll make it easy for yeah. you because it's Sesame Street. And Sesame Street is fun, calm, educational. The, the only bad thing is that the set does not have Grover in it. And Grover is the best Sesame Street Moppet. He is the he is my favorite monster. Sorry, Chris Fresh. I know you're supposed to be my favorite, but really, it's Grover. That's deep. <laughs> Probably not going to marry Grover, though. So. Yeah, I mean, you'll probably, even though you're engaged, you'll probably marry Chris Fresh. How are the geek dudes doing? Has there have there, has there been a new episode since we've recorded? Uh, no, because they do, they're back to doing like every other week. Ah. Uh. So this week is a, um, a hey, hey week. Though, as of recording this, they have not put up the new episode of Hey, Hey yet. And I would really like to listen to it because I like to have podcasts to listen to. But he hasn't put it up yet. And I feel that it is a personal affront to me. Yeah, fresh. You know, I, I, I get that you're putting up those, you know, Christmas decorations and, you know, sending us voicemails, just, you know, saying your name and that's it. But come on, man. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Um, okay, back to Star Wars. We have gotten maybe some word on Leslie Headland's Star Wars series. Um, this is one that was announced a while ago. And we sort of didn't have any details except the fact that it was supposed to be a female-led show. Um, Deadline is now reporting, and I think it was Deadline who had it first, but they were saying that, um, oh wait, the article, I mean, I don't know, like the article I have right now is Slash Film. Whoever said first was saying that it's going to be a martial arts-based show. And... Now, some one of the a couple of the articles were using the term "alternate timeline." Uh, yeah, it was Deadline who was using the word "alternate timeline," but that doesn't seem to be alternate timeline in the way that fandom uses alternate timeline to mean like a parallel universe, like a what if. Like, I don't think Star Wars is ever going to do that in a TV show. I just think they mean it's not happening during the Mandalorian timeline or during like the sequel or like trilogy timeline. Yeah, that's what I would get from that, too. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm down for that. I'm wondering if possibly this will be the High Republic TV era TV show. Hmm. That's pure speculation on my part, but... Hearing hearing that it's supposed to be in a different like part of the time, and I don't know, there's something about martial arts that like I feel like would fit into the like 
the Jedi are around and in charge, like era. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I can't think of anywhere else where you know that could possibly fit. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, they could make up anything, but it seems like sooner or later we're getting a High Republic show. Yeah, I I feel like we kind of have to because that's kind of the only era that we haven't you know explored yet in the Star Wars universe. You know, sure we've you know explored it and video games and you know, different types of entertainment, but I think it'd be really cool to get, you know, a show about that. And, you know, they already have the books, you know, going on right now. And those are going to be released in the next couple months, which is very exciting for our reader fans out there. And I don't know, I think this is good to go into an era that, you know, we have never seen before. And, you know, not something that we get so much, like the original trilogy, you know, the sequel trilogy stuff. You know, we get, we got some prequel stuff for, like, 10 years with the Clone Wars. Yeah. 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 Give me a give me a new era. But, yeah, I mean, obviously that's still, like, super early days. But, yeah, like, martial arts action thriller, that sounds potentially really interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. But until we know more about that, we'd have an active, you know, Star Wars TV show to talk about, and that's the friggin' Mandalorian. Um What an episode. This is episode two of season two, chapter ten, The Passenger. Brittany. Uh, first thoughts. I loved every second of it. I loved how terrifying the fucking spiders were. Fuck you, spiders. I hate you. The fact the Baby Yoda won my heart again this episode. You know, I've been talking a little shit about Baby Yoda, but I think this episode, like, I, my heart just melted. The fact that the episode where he is eating the eggs of the woman who is trying to preserve her bloodline is the episode that wins you back to Baby Yoda is some fucked up shit, Brittany Brown. I am evil. What can I say? Like, people think I'm the bad one on this show, but you're the one who wants Baby Yoda to die. And now you are happy with Baby Yoda again because he ate the frog lady's eggs. Well, it was funny because, you know, when he first started doing, when he was mesmerized by the eggs, I thought that, oh, like maybe he resonates with the eggs because he knows that there's not a lot of Yodas out there. But then he starts fucking eating them. And I'm just, it's like, stop that. I needed one or the other thing. Either have him eat the eggs or like, don't have her tell us repeatedly, like, how desperate she is to get to her husband because this is the end of her line and she needs to, and like, these are like her only chance to continue her family. If it had just been baby Yoda trying to eat the eggs, I would have been okay with it. And I'm somebody who is normally all for like darkest shit humor, but I've been telling you, like, like I was on blue harvest talking about this episode. Um, check out blue harvest, even when I'm not on it. Cause it's an amazingly fun podcast, but like, that felt like something more out of like Farscape or something. Like they do all sorts of dark shit on that show. I I feel like on The Mandalorian, like it just it tonally is just like a real misjudged thing. 
to do him eating the eggs and also do the like heartbreaking like frog lady like desperate to have her family survive yeah well when she went into the pool wasn't she like creating more eggs or was she just bathing with the eggs that she had inside the canister i think no they were the eggs from the canister i think she was keeping them warm i thought because i thought i saw more eggs in there so i thought that she was just creating more eggs because when she has the container before she says that it's, it's like the last spawn of her of her life cycle like when she first is on there, which makes me think that she can't have any more eggs. And so I think it's because be- because she is a frog alien, and this is an assumption on my part, but ha- frogs, at least like frog frogs, are cold-blooded. And so like, like can't re- self-regulate body temperature, and she is on an ice planet. So like needed to needed the the warmth of the of the hot spring and like was keeping the the eggs warm as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good observation. Tracy Tracy Moon, when I was at Blue Harvest, uh, Tracy Moon apparently suggested that Baby Yoda wasn't actually like eating the eggs. He was like just keep like keeping them inside him somehow, and then something would happen to the rest of the eggs in the next episode. And Baby Yoda would like spit up the eggs he had swallowed. I I had a little. I thought I don't think I think Babe. I, no, he's definitely eating the eggs. But it did make me think maybe it'll be a thing where the rest of the eggs will get destroyed. But then at the end of the episode, Baby Yoda had stolen one more egg to eat, and instead of eating it, he gives it to the frog lady. Yeah, maybe that's a possibility because I feel like the episode, you know, you see the previously on the Mandalorian and you see Baby Yoda using the force and shit. Because every time you see that, you think, oh shit, Baby Yoda's going to do something in this episode. And he, all he did was uh, eat eggs and spider, uh, the spider egg that he ate. God. Okay. Another episode proving that the Mandalorian is a very bad babysitter because he should be watching Baby Yoda to make sure that he's not causing any trouble. Baby Yoda caused the most trouble in this episode, and if it weren't for Dave Filoni, it would have been a goner. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. Of the, okay, okay, so I love the beginning of the episode when the the um, bandits like crash him his speeder bike. And then the little dude takes his jetpack. And a couple of things here that I loved. One, when the baby Yoda runs up to Mando with his arms up, like in the <laughs> daddy, daddy, pick me up, like way, instantly, I like, I hate how much it works on me. I hate, I know that it's purposely emotionally manipulative, but it still works because every time I see that baby Yoda, I just go, oh my God, I'm the baby Yoda. And when he was doing the little arms up thing. And then when <laughs> when Mando like shoots off the jetpack and the dude crashes and Baby Yoda like looks at him and makes this little snorting sound and Mando just does this little shrug. Perfect. The humor in this episode. That humor there was great. Baby Yoda was very loud this episode. Yeah, he was very like, I think he's like growing up a little bit. You know, right he's, before our eyes, because he's talking more, he's doing more, he's... That's more babbling, which I think is cute, because I never want to hear the baby Yoda talk. It's too weird. I can't I can't imagine the voice. I can't imagine what he would say. I just want... But the babbling, adorable. 
Yeah, it's pretty cute. And then I was very surprised and also happy that we get more Amy Sedaris this episode. Yeah, I'm surprised of how much we've been getting of her. I I really like her. I'm really starting to think that she's going to become the new member of the group. It's going to be her, Mandalorian. Uh, I'm very afraid she's going to die. Oh, fuck. She better. She can't because she's too she's too invested in this thing now. I I loved her scamming the Mandalorian into putting up the funds for Dr. Mandible when she knew she was about to win the hand. I loved Dr. Mandible because his name is Dr. Mandible, which is the stupidest fucking Star Wars thing ever to have the praying mantis alien be called Dr. Mandible. I like to think he's a real doctor. Uh, I've decided he's a pediatrician. Ooh. I trust him with my kids. And I also just like the thing I love about Amy Sedaris is just like how much shit she gives Mando. Like when she's like, yeah, you got the armor you needed. What the fuck are you being a whiny little brat for? You're going to rust. And I'm like, I just I think she's great. I just love how much shit she gives him and just like just how goofy she is. Yeah. And I like her good old like rotisserie droid. Who yeah. is roast? Uh, man, I gotta say that dragon meat looked pretty fucking good. I know it was pretty bummed she didn't share with all of us. I would have loved some of that. And then we meet my new favorite Star Wars character, and that is Frog Lady. You know, like that moment where you like look at someone and you fall in love. That is the feeling I felt when I first saw Frog Lady. Like. I gasped when I saw her. And you know that episode of The Simpsons where um, Mr. Burns, you know, says that he has to, you know, Homer has to, you know, work at the power plant forever. And uh, he wrote it on the wall, you know, like you're here forever or something. And then Homer do it for her. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it for her. Like that's, (laughs) that is how I feel about Frog Lady. Like I will do anything to make sure that she is safe she is happy she is comfortable she is understood we better get a name for frog lady next episode because i watched with the captions on and even the captions just called her frog lady and in star wars where everybody who is in the background for five fucking seconds gets a name and an elaborate backstory i need a name so i can stop calling her frog lady she's just so beautiful I love her. I love the fact that she's super alien. Um, and I, I like it when we have like very alien Star Wars that are like people. I'm um, like the spiders were very alien too, but you know, they're like, you know, like they're creatures. Whereas Frog Lady is a person. And I love her. I love when they were running from the spiders and she starts run, like running like a frog. <laughs> yeah. I'm like go frog lady. Yeah, like it was super goofy, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, she shouldn't just run like a person, like a human person, because she's a frog. Um, when she is, uh, when she hooks up the the murder droid to be her translator, and you get a frog talking into a microphone, and the voice of Richard Iowati coming out of a droid head. 
I love this show. It makes like I was laughing, but also it was cool because she's like, hey, Mandalorian, fuck you. We had a deal and you're going to do it and you're going to get me off this planet right now because I have these eggs and you have a code. I love when everybody calls them out on the code. It makes me happy. Yeah, she's like, fuck face, you and your code. I thought that was a myth. And he's just like, okay. And he goes out and fixes his ship. Yeah. Like, she's so smart for doing that. I loved how, you know, she got the joy. She connected everything. Frog Lady's fucking smart. And she's fucking fast. You know, she's doing everything that she can to make sure that her spawns, you know, get to the planet with her husband. Like, I am here for this shit. I am here for the Mandalorian helping restore, you know, families and species. And, like, that is so cool. You know, fuck all of those who are saying that, you know, this was a filler episode or that this episode doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. It's so important for, you know, for, like, this is so important in, you know, Star Wars that, you know, these species are dying and... You know, the Mandalorian is here to do whatever, you know, he can to make sure that the species doesn't die. Like, that is so fucking important. And that says so much. And it's so creative. And it's just, it's so good. Like, we don't need, like, action-packed everything, every single episode. Like, this is real. Like, this is something that a hero does. You know, you think a hero is out there, you know, like Obi-Wan Kenobi out there, you know, in the Clone Wars and everything. Like, this is a hero right here. You know, helping save species, helping Baby Yoda, you know, helping Amy Sedaris, you know, with the doctor. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so good. I never want to hear the word filler again. Because here's the thing is, I'm sorry, like, if you don't like these episodes, that's fine. But this is what the show is. The show is the Mandalorian's adventures with Baby Yoda. And yes, sometimes stuff comes back and like... And like it'll be like a character we saw and an earlier episode comes back and saves the day. But even if that doesn't happen, even even if we never see Frog Lady again after next episode when he like gets her to the planet she needs to go to, this still isn't filler. This is a this is a story that they are telling. And this is character development that they're doing. This is this is what the show is. And yeah, I, I do wanna know like what's going on with Moff Gideon and I wanna know but like like, do these people want the show to be over in three episodes? Do they want, like, they like it'll just be, like, then he goes to point B and he learns about this Mandalorian and this Mandalorian tells him everything he knows and then he goes off to do the thing and the story's over. Like, I, I can't understand that mindset of, well, we didn't learn anything new about, you know, like, why they're after Baby Yoda, so it's a filler episode. Like, no, it's not. This is what storytelling is. This is the story. They told a story about the little baby Yoda and the frog lady and some scary ass ice spiders. Like if you don't like the story, that's fine. But that story is still integral to what the show is. Yeah. I just, I, it's just, it's so funny that it's just expected that every single episode should be like jam packed with action, adventure, story. There plot. is action. Adve- there's all of that in this. It just doesn't answer any of the questions you have about like why anybody's after baby Yoda or like what Moff Gideon is up to with a dark saber. And I'm like, sorry if fucking Ahsoka's not in it, but that doesn't make it filler. Which is why it's great. Cause I'm so fucking petty and I'm enjoying all of this, you know, just getting more, you know, inside the Mandalorian and, 
getting to know more about him. And, you know, yeah, I'm excited to get to know all the other stuff. You know, what the fuck Moff Gideon's up to. And, you know, Grief Karga. Not so much the other one. But, you know, like, it just, it's, it's a story, you know. There's, there's so much in this episode that had to provide, you know, like, for instance, you know, the two people on, you know, the X-Wings that were, you know, seemingly, you know, trying to arrest the Mandalorian. And, you know, in the end, they're helping him out against the spiders. And, you know, because he had done something good and helped out the New Republic by saving one of their people. I I do love that they don't help him entirely, though. They, like, they don't help him repair the ship. And when he asks, he's like, ah, no, how about you do, like, fix your fucking transponder and we won't kill you next time? And then goes off. Loved it. I like how Dave did something good for once <laughs> in The Mandalorian. Like, I enjoy that. Like, he's a good X-Wing dude. Of course, his name is Wolf or whatever. A fucking course, because he loves wolves. He loves hats. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing a hat or something with a wolf. I don't know. But I like this. Like, I, I think that Dave is a good X-Wing pilot. And if he comes back in the show as X-Wing pilot, like, I'm going to be okay with that. Like, I am more into actor Dave than director Dave. <laughs> But no, I, I liked this episode. The spiders were really scary. They were apparently, and I I read that they were like, they show up in Rebels too, which I didn't because I never watched that. But they are based off like a concept that Ralph McQuarrie did for uh, Empire that was never used. Like they were really going to cool. be, yeah. And so I, they were going to be on like Dagobah or some shit. And so I liked them being repurposed as scary fucking ice spiders because they were very scary. And there were so many of them, and they were so big. And when the one is on the baby Yoda's head, and the frog lady shoots it off, like some William Tell, like, shooting a fucking apple shit, that was awesome. Yeah, I felt so bad for him when he was, like, even though he got himself into this fucking mess, like, when all the spiders were getting to him, and so sad but that's what happens when you know you it's touching the stove like you touch the stove you know you, you don't touch the stove baby Yoda man god damn it Mandalorian keep that baby unless you're in a firefight keep that baby Yoda strapped to your chest he like trusts baby Yoda too much he knows he cannot he is a terrible he is a terrible babysitter he knows he cannot trust the baby Yoda the baby Yoda gets in all sorts of trouble the baby Yoda causes nothing but problems Keep that baby Yoda. You can't just let the baby Yoda wander around. What's he doing? Like, I just, it's so funny that he's just not watching baby Yoda. Like, what is he doing? He is, look, it is, baby Yoda is a baby Yoda. Like, babies are going to be naughty. But you, like, so, like, you can't just tell them no and expect them to listen to you because they are a baby. So you got to make sure they are listening to you. But... When when the ship crashed and Amanda was going to sleep and the baby Yoda snuggled up next to him, or even earlier when like when Mando is like going back to his bunk and you see that he's like like has like a hammock set up for the little baby Yoda to sleep in above him. I want a baby Yoda hammock. I just love their relationship. Like he's such a dad, and he like kind of like refuses to be, but he is, or he just refuses to admit it. Like he's just such a dad, and not the best dad, but he's a dad. 
I just can't get over when he like the beginning of the episode when he was running to him with his little <laughs> arms up. <laughs> that was cute. I think that that's what won my heart back. Oh, that was that was so cute. So I assume that next week will be the bits in the trailer that we saw that are on that like port and the boat. Yeah, Since maybe the, we'll yeah. see. That's where he's going to see the Jedi. So maybe we're going to get some information on the Force user lady who, well, maybe it's not a Force user lady. I don't know. It's someone. I, and, and maybe that's not even actually from that episode because they, you know, they clip stuff together to make you think it's happening at the same time. That's not. But considering like we saw the egg canister there and I, you know, like it would make sense that that's where we're going next. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be happy to see a little bit more of Frog Lady and get her reunited with her husband. And we'll learn some more about the Mandalorians. And maybe they're actually on that planet and maybe they're not. Um, again, like, I want to see Moff Gideon again soon because I want to know what the fuck's going on with him. But if, you know, if next week we meet like Bo-Katan or somebody, I'm not going to be upset. As long as we get Frog Lady, I'm good. Ah, fucking frog lady. I want to meet the frog husband. I hope he's okay. I hope he's nice to her. I hope he treats her well. I think he does. I think frog lady's not going to put up with a shitty husband. Good. Yeah, because yeah, she's she's so fast. You remember when she was, you know, she grabbed her clothes with her tongue like that and oh, she that was, was awesome. ready to go. I'm like, I wish I had a quick changeability like that. Shit. <sighs> yeah, we are big fans of frog lady. We are a Frog Lady uh, approved podcast. Who's not approved of the Frog Lady? That's my question. What the I fuck? I don't know. I don't know. But if you don't approve of the Frog Lady, I think that you are not a good person. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, I think that's it. Anything else you want to add to your Mandalorian review? I don't think so. You? No, other than that, it was fun. I hated the spiders and how gross they were, especially that big, those big fucking ones. Um, I was surprised the Razor Crest was uh, able to get back into the sky. I thought that was fucked. I thought that he had to say bye bye to that uh, piece of interesting junk. Yeah. Um, we got an email from Kim. Do you want to read it? Oh yeah. Let me get it up. All right, she titles this uh, Thoughts on the Mandalorian. Hey, Emily and Brittany, I'm really enjoying the new season of The Mandalorian so far. I appreciate how they've been incorporating things from the books and animated shows into live action. Since we got a reference to the Clone Wars in Season 1 with the Darksaber and a nod to Rebels to the giant spider things in the last episode, do you think they'll incorporate anything from Resistance into the future episodes? I would love to see some sequel trilogy era representation. Maybe a visit to the Colossus to refuel or to see races they could even name drop Jaeger or captain doza since they're both involved in the war curious to hear your thoughts thanks for the great podcast kim thank you kim check out kim's art kim's a wonderful artist we'll link I, it in the bio yeah. i no i would i would love that actually um i i really like Jaeger and i like um captain doza I know people don't love that show, but I, I thought some of the characters didn't were really cool. And those are two characters who would you'd be able to fit into this timeline. And again, like it doesn't have to be. They don't have to show up, but like a mention or something. 
I'd be I'd be good with. I like them. Yeah, I obviously wasn't the biggest fan of Resistance, but I think it'd be cool to incorporate them. I mean, yeah, we need that representation from, you know, an animated show that hasn't really gotten anything since it aired. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to see the Colossus or some characters. Not Kaz. Please, God, not Kaz. Well, Kaz um, wouldn't be born yet. Oh. Oh, yeah, huh? That's right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see Captain Doza or Jaeger. It'd be cooler to see Jaeger. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, or see little fish dude or any other characters. My little <laughs> alien guy. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Resistance people just kind of forget about. And I definitely had some problems with it, but the supporting cast I thought were all really cool. And I thought like Captain Doza is like this, you know, like former Imperial like was was neat. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Pretty good aspects of the show. A lot of weak points, but you know, that's a show. I can't say shit because I watched all of Rebels and Rebels was just a, a big mess. But, you know, I would almost compare it to Emily's beloved Fast and the Furious because, you know, they really show that, you know, family is everything and you know, they go <laughs> through all these weird adventures and it doesn't matter in the end because they have each other and their family. And that was the show is family. Okay. Uh, but no, thanks. Thanks, came for writing in. No, I think that's a neat idea. I would definitely support that. Um, if you want to write into the show, you can send us an email or you can send us like a voice message, and that's cantobitepod at gmail.com. Yeah, sweet. Um, anything else that we need to talk about? No, I, I think we covered everything. I just I'm I'm relieved. That this week is over and next week is a new week. Still, you know, Christmas music is on and everything. I've created the (sighs) ultimate Christmas 2020 playlist and I am happy with it. I am content with all of the Michael Buble on it, all of the chipmunks and peanuts and classic Christmas music. I have some uh disneyland themed music on there for some reason i have the music from space mountain on there i like it it's fresh it's it's great but yeah if if you want to know my christmas playlist i'll let you know yeah just just be like hey Brittany, send me your playlist and i will yeah um okay Brittany, where are you on the internet you can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind, and you can find the podcast at CantoBite Pod on both of those places. Uh, give us a follow, you know, send us any questions there, send us your thoughts there, or again, email us CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Google or ever listen to the show. Um, but. Other than that, I think we are done and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out.
Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a candle bitch. Brittany, the Jinj, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, candle bitch number one. Should know I've been down since day one.